Welcome to Econ on the Go. Last time we started talking about costs, and I want to extend that conversation in this episode to talk about some additional concepts related to the cost of production. We're still in the CFO's domain, working with the COO to figure out how much it's going to cost to produce the goods and services for the firm. And last time we saw that the optimal choice for labor and capital occurred where the marginal rate of technical substitution equals the ratio of the input prices. The ISO cost is tangent to the ISO quant line on the capital labor axes. This framework allows us to consider what happens when input prices change, which means the ISO cost line rotates, or when output requirements change, the ISO quant shifts. So when the price of workers changes, that's going to change the slope of the ISO cost line. Or if you're producing a lot and the chief operating officer is told that they need to increase the amount of production, then that means the total amount of output increases, the ISO quant shifts out, and that's going to create a new place where the new ISO quant and the ISO cost lines are tangent. And we can think about all those different changes as things change in the firm's environment. When we think about the total costs, they are the sum of the variable costs and the fixed costs. All the variable costs are those things that can be varied, like labor in the short run or labor and capital in the long run. And the fixed costs are the capital in the short run costs. Marginal costs are the change in the total cost when output changes by a small or marginal amount. And we write this as DCDQ, change in costs, total costs, when we change output by a little bit. So that means if I'm producing a thousand dresses at my sewing factory and I want to produce one more extra dress, Those thousand dresses are going to cost me some amount, say 10,000 euros. And if I want to produce one extra dress, what's my new cost? If it's 10,002 euros overall, that extra dress cost me only two incremental euros. So marginal costs are the change in the total costs when output changes by some small amount, usually one unit. In the short run, this only depends on variable costs because we can only change variable costs in the short run. In the long run, all of my costs are variable, and so the total costs can change for either the variable inputs or the fixed inputs. Average costs are just total costs divided by total output. It's the 10,000 euros I spend for all my dresses divided by the 1,000 dresses I produce, or 10 euros per dress. This is also defined for average variable costs and average fixed costs. I can just take my total variable costs divided by the total output, my total fixed costs divided by total output, and those are average variable and average fixed costs. Now, key relationship is that if the price that the firm gets for its product or service in the market when they sell it is greater than the average cost, then the firm is profitable. And we know this because the price times quantity is my revenue. And the average cost times quantity is my total cost. So if the price times quantity or total revenue is greater than the total cost, I'm going to be profitable. Revenue is greater than cost. And if I take those two and just divide by quantity, the left-hand side of revenue just becomes price, and the right-hand side of total cost becomes average cost. 
So the relationship reduces to price is greater than average cost. That's going to determine if I am profitable as a firm. The marginal cost is inversely proportional to productivity. What this means is as workers, my variable inputs become more productive, it takes less of them to produce one more unit of output. Think back to our ditch digging example. If the first worker I add can only produce 10 incremental meters, then the second worker produces 20 incremental meters, I only need to hire half as much of the second worker to get as much as what I got from the first worker. So if I want 10 extra meters, I have to pay that first worker a whole hour. The second worker, if I want 10 extra meters, I only have to pay half an hour because adding them for a full hour gives me 20 extra meters and I only wanted those 10 extra. So as workers become more productive, it takes less of them to produce one more unit and therefore my costs go up by less in order to produce more units. So as productivity goes up, marginal costs go down. We also know that the marginal cost line cuts through the minimum of the average cost curve, but again, this is just because of math. If the marginal is above the average, it's pulling the average up. If the marginal is below the average, it's pulling the average down. And when the marginal is exactly equal to the average, it's not changing the average, it's the, at the minimum point. Our optimal production decision involves two different choices. One, how much to produce, and second, should we produce? How much to produce is how much in total should we be producing in the market? Should we be producing 10,000 dresses or 20,000 dresses or 100,000 dresses? And then the second question is, should we produce, which comes from the choice of, okay, if the optimal amount is 15,000 dresses, am I profitable? Is price greater than the average cost of those 15,000 dresses? even if that's the optimal thing for me to do. If the price is less than the average cost, I'm not profitable, and so I will stop producing. These choices, the how much to produce and should we produce, are derived from our production and cost minimization work that we've done in the last two episodes. The final thing I wanna talk about with costs are economies of scale, which are not the scale economies we talked about two episodes ago. Economies of scale occur when the average cost decreases as you produce more, in a given time period. So as I'm producing 10,000 dresses, then 20,000 dresses, then 30,000 dresses, is my average cost per dress decreasing as I produce more? If so, I have economies of scale. The second concept is learning. And learning occurs when the average cost decreases over time. This means that for producing 15,000 dresses today, it may cost me on average 10 euros, but because I'm getting better and better at producing dresses over time, a year from now, it may only cost me nine euros to produce each dress on average. That's learning. Scale economies are at a given point in time as I change the output level. Learning is for a particular output level, what happens to my costs as I change time and as I move forward in time. That's the rest of the cost concepts I wanted to talk about. So now that we've talked about production technology, and we've talked about how the firm produces what it produces, and we talked about the cost of producing those goods and services, we've now seen a much bigger picture of why the firm does what it does. And now we're in a position to move on to talk about how the firm makes those maximization decisions. And next time we're gonna start by talking about how they maximize revenue before we move on to talking about profit maximization. So look forward to the next episode when we talk about revenue maximization.